All right, we're back with another episode of the One Third Two Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Casey, how are you doing this holiday weekend? Well, doing really good. Had a great, great day today. Uh, weather was wonderful. Got outside. A lot of time uh, outside with the fam. It was it was fantastic. Um, from that aspect, uh, we had a... I mean, it really almost felt like a normal Memorial Day Sunday. Um, and we'll get into why it didn't, I think. But um, had some golf on TV. Had a little nap. Golf-induced nap. Actually, it was... Waiting for golf nap, uh, which is <laughs> pre golf nap. Yeah, uh, it was Coca Cola 600 qualifier nap, which I guess there's something that's different. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, nap, grilling, uh, time outside with the family. It was it was a fantastic day. Um, how about you? How about you? Yeah, it's a goodie. Uh, yeah, barbecue going. We had the smoked pork butt. Ooh. So we had the nice pulled pork. Um, nice. That was delicious. Yeah, great weather, good fun, a lot of sun. And yeah, just rolling in, rolling into Monday. I must say I'm uh, a bit embarrassed to admit that I have not graduated beyond the um, hamburger brats grilling uh, <laughs> aspect of, of, of my manhood. Um, I've, kind of, I've kind of plateaued there. Uh, steaks? Far, far no? Grilling. Throw I, steaks on the grill? I... I have, uh, mm. but don't do it. But don't do it regularly. I when I have a steak, I'm going to cook it on, in in the kitchen. I feel a little bit more comfortable with that, a little more confident. Um, it's more of a special occasion type thing, um, so I want to make sure that I do it in uh, the kitchen where I kind of know more how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I I feel like I can better tell how well done it is if it's on the yeah. grill i just need more more practice with it because i'm good at overcooking <laughs> got it uh, good, good at overcooking I, I, I will um but that's just you know it just takes practice i guess to, to get to know when it to know when that's done um but yeah gotta i gotta up that some at some point um I've done chicken summer, i've done summer chicken 2020 but is no no better no better time to get it done well, maybe, give or take a meat shortage that may or may not be happening, we'll see. <laughs> so maybe it won't be the best time, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. Um, but it was it was nice. If uh, I don't want to say it felt normal, but it was it felt like a normal um, Memorial Day weekend, just being in the backyard with the family, and that was, that was really nice. Um, but something different this week, Marlo. Yeah. We didn't have Last Dance. Last Dance is no. over. It's over. Uh, We'd be remiss to just stop talking about it. So let's. So since we don't have new episodes of The Last Dance to talk about, let's talk about how people reacted to The Last Dance. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Spent five weeks. We're just wringing content out of it as much as we can. Absolutely. Spent five weeks discussing, going over every detail of five weeks. We just can't just let it fall off. Um, I think, yeah, we're back on Sunday, so that's good, too. Um, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> after we after we recorded or after we were done breaking down the last dance um, last week, I, and it was all said and done, everything. I don't know if people were holding on and waiting for uh, something in the last two episodes that come out that they didn't feel would would right their wrongs, but it just seemed like all the all the emotions from everyone it just came flooding out, and there was there was all types of reacts 
yeah re, you know from from the end of last dance and you know from our perspective and i think many people in our seats was like that was the best documentary ever <laughs> ever and yeah. it was the best five you know the best five sundays we've had in a very long time yeah um, since march but, yeah <laughs> but there were some people that weren't so happy yeah it's people that weren't so happy marlo um and i guess Let's start. I don't do. Let me start with it with an overall a- aspect. Is a lot of people were upset that this was like. Uh, seem it seemed like a lot of the up people. The way in which people were upset was that like, oh, this is like Michael Jordan's version of the story, or like this is like skewed towards how Michael Jordan saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It's his. <laughs> it's his documentary. Like he had. I mean, when he had creative control, um, some creative control, right? He had like a yeah. kind of a final, final say in it. Yeah. Given that, I thought it was very um, relatively fair. Given that, mm-hmm. how like he could have not talked about, like for example, he could have not talked about gambling at all. <laughs> yep. And just ignored that. But I thought it presented some other things, and or, or a lot of things. Maybe some of the seizure size. Maybe in I guess you could say that an independent, a fully independent one, would have gone more into that. But we, I. The way I saw this was this is Michael Jordan telling his story or us like having a documentary about Michael Jordan's story and the way he saw it. And that's what I thought I was watching so that other people were. And that's what we got. That's what I think we got um, with some, you know, actual, you know, other people cooperating or, or disagreeing with it, whatever. But like the slights, the the way things happen, that's the way Michael Jordan remembers it and i think it was almost more interesting to see it through that lens and that's how i watched it than to like have a straight like down the middle hard-hitting investigation into michael jordan's career yeah and I, yeah i get that i guess i think in the you know this is always dubbed as the michael jordan documentary i was kind of fighting in the beginning call it the bulls documentary that happened to have michael jordan in it mm-hmm. uh, but it was clearly a michael jordan <laughs> documentary as it was getting towards, especially those later uh, episodes, towards the conclusion. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I've never been interviewed for a documentary. So, I, I, you know, don't say that. But it's like, if you're going to go into this knowing you're going to be a part of it and knowing that there is some side of it, there has to be some part of, uh, you know, and it's also like athletes that have been through this before, you know? Mm-hmm. Of the whole, like you, you get it interviewed. Maybe it's taken the wrong way. There's some other things are cut out, and I, I get that part. But at the same time, it's like, I guess maybe you thought it was Michael, and they would get it wrong. But it's like, you know, like it's what they said is not, not true. I guess they're just mad that it was portrayed in that way. Well, that's why I remember early on thinking, like, you know, even though Isaiah and Michael had the beef that they did, he still came on this documentary knowing that it was like. Michael Jordan had home court advantage, right? Like mm-hmm. he came on to even, I guess you could split it both ways. One is he was just like, I just want to get my part in no matter what. Or two, like the other side of it is like, he was just like legitimately like here. I want to be a part of this until my side and Michael could run with it as he wants. So I thought it was, I remember thinking at the time, like it was neat of him to kind of like give an interview, given the circumstances and given uh, whose documentary it was. Yeah. Yeah, I get so, that. So let's talk specifics here. Yeah, shall yeah. we? I, I guess the first the first story that I read was 
Horace Grant coming out did not enjoy the documentary. He calls it a so-called documentary, which I think is <laughs> the point we just made there. It just was was really, ups, I guess, upset at the way he was portrayed, and especially the leak stuff with the Jordan Rules book, um, yeah. because it was kind of insinuated in the documentary that it was Horace Grant, but then in this podcast, yes. Well, no, I mean, kind of this podcast. Um, I think we said it was probably Horace Grant and also upper management. Like, it was definitely Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's, I guess, the villain of this whole thing and is, you know, not here to defend himself. So that may be unfair. But um, in most of these cases, it's usually management who's leaking stuff. So, um, but it could have been Horace Grant. And I thought the documentary did a good job of being like, didn't do a good job. The documentary did a set up Horace Grant as if he was that person, then said, but maybe not. <laughs> but maybe not. And Horace didn't hear that, but maybe not, and is just not happy at the whole thing. Yeah. It, I, I, <laughs> I could understand where Horace is coming from, also because, like you said, it was set up that way, so I'm sure it came down on him on social media and whatnot that, you know, people are going to pick out that, hey, like, it was Horace, and, you know, it couldn't have been anybody else. So, I think Horace the I don't want to use the word legitimate, but I could under I guess I can more understand Horace's beef. Yeah. Um, with this his particular portrait, and I'm sure is in the. I'm sure, <laughs> funny thing is, I'm sure he's had to like deal with it with people in the know, and like this is probably the first time he's had to deal with it in it like a large scale since the '90s, right? Right, um, and it's probably just opening up some some wounds that kind of hurt in the past as well. That's well, my guess. Yeah, and I guess what was surprising to me is I thought it por- outside of the leak stuff portray horse pretty well, like he was an integral part of the yeah first three peat right. And yep, I I think maybe there should have been less Rodman stuff, but again, you're doing ni- the ninety seven and eight season Rodman's there. Like yeah, I think from a basketball standpoint, Horace Grant was a better f- player than Rodman. <laughs> like, it's sure again. I, it's like all around, all around, all around, around, all around better player, all around better teammate. Yep. Than Rodman, and yep. like maybe he didn't get that, and then like he went to the Magic, and then they won, and then lost the Bulls, and I thought that they did. They pointed it out that like Michael wanted to get revenge on Horace Grant, who left the team because he got a larger contract, and that's totally fine. And like I, it all seemed very fair to. Horace, except for except for like insinuating and then saying, but maybe not that he was the leak. So it was yeah. weird that he was so upset about that. Yeah, and I, I, they even you know like to your point, they even paid him credit of like you know they could have brought him back, but they decided that, like they pretty much blamed it on the Bulls. Yeah, in for not bringing you know for not bringing Horace back when they should right. have. So yeah, they yeah they. Anyways, that's uh, a good point. They, I yeah they gave him more credit than they probably. So Horace is just so, mad. And understandably so. And they did a good job of uh, him against. Uh, I, I think he was one of my quotes of the week when against the uh, when they beat the Pistons. Oh yeah, he was. Yep. Or a cameo or something. I mean, that was that was great. Um. Anyway, all right. That was that. That was the one that I had. What what other reacts or are people getting mad? Did, did you have? Big one. Apparently, Scotty's mad. Oh. Scotty um, was mad about his portrayal. In the yeah, in the documentary, obviously mostly towards the uh, 
the portrayal of her being a selfish selfish player, you know, sitting on the bench, mad for Michael saying that Scotty was wrong, um, and yeah, and things of that nature. So, you know, it's this one is not so much straight. Like Horace was straight from Horace. This is kind of hearsay. This is okay. people in the know that yeah. are saying that 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 Scotty is saying these things. So, you know, maybe true, maybe true, but he, you know, he felt wrong for especially the way that. That was talked about him in that that uh, the series where he sat down on the bench. Also, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Jordan Rules book. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, he was. Mo- it's coming out. He's most mad for um, Michael saying that he was selfish. You know, and, and that's I, I can understand it. Too. I mean, that's Michael's supposed to be Pippin's guy. They were they were guys, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I could see that one and. You know, to I could see that one kind of stinging again. Again, it's another point that probably had been got a lost in the time and it kind of resurfaced again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Scotty was there; he was willing to talk about it. He talked about it himself. So I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to stand on this one, to be honest. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I, get, I feel like I'm defending the documentary now because I feel like the yeah. documentary is representing <laughs> Jordan, and I want to defend Jordan. I don't. I yeah, don't, I don't get that. Michael basically said, like, he's not going to live that down, and it's true. And, like, to downplay him sitting out as a selfish act, I mean, Bill Cartwright, like, everybody's, he had, like, a teary-eyed, like, sermon after the game to act like it wasn't a big deal now or that, like, it wasn't significant or selfish for him not to play. I mean, just to look at the reaction of his team in that moment. And you can't, I, I don't see how you come up with another conclusion. Yeah. It's just, and he's, he said in the documentary that he would do it again, which is wrong, but I like that he, I mean, he wouldn't do it again if he knew everything. Uh, but I like how he stood by his guns. Again, <laughs> it doesn't come off as being bad. He did it. He can't go, you know, go back in time and not do it. Right. So he has to live with it. And I thought he has done a good job of living with it. And the documentary acknowledged that it happened. I guess you could say that the documentary didn't have to acknowledge that it happened because it's a Jordan documentary. But if you're telling the story of the 97, 98 bulls, and I thought at the end, if we talked about this last week, it was redemptive for Scotty. He's not sitting yeah. out. He's not having the migraine. He's fighting through the back pain. He is, doing everything he can to win would scotty of 95 have done that would scotty of 93 have done that i don't know but scotty of 98 did and it was redemptive of him in that yeah and i think to your point the back the back problems i don't know that's one thing a lot of people forgot about even bulls fans that yeah during that game like scotty was like half you know half of what he was playing through back pain so it's in it's tough to watch yeah. Like, I mean, I've been, I haven't had back pains like that, but I've had, you know, I some yeah. back pains, I'm terrible posture, that sort of thing. I sit at his desk all day, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, not at all what he's going through and trying to play <laughs> professional basketball. Uh, but you can just see as he's moving up the court uh, to play through that and do as well as he did playing through that was, uh, was great. And I, I don't know. Uh, that's okay. That's my defense of, of the doc over over Scott. All right. What Before else? Before we Marlo? just rehash the whole document. <laughs> All right. Um, another one came out. Jerry Reinsdorf. Reinsdorf. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call it big mad, but had some cho- had some words about Jordan's claim of the team coming back together 
kind of that yeah. la- it was one of the last things the team coming back together um the whole you know everyone would have signed a one-year contract probably had to work on pip phil would have been back but we would have had a chance to go to seven um ryan's basically said no i got the quote here uh he was asked about it he said michael he knew better michael and i had some private conversations at the time that I won't go into detail over, but there's no question in my mind that Michael's feeling at the time was we could not put together a championship team that next year. End quote. Um, okay. And it just basically, and he goes on it, it, to more paraphrase that that wasn't the case, that Michael, knew, like basically rebutting that Michael knew that that wasn't going to happen and that shouldn't have been surprised of what he said in that. So. He later goes on to call Michael the greatest ever and still supports him, but just at, at of that that last little that last little piece, Jerry wasn't in agreement. Well, but I mean, he's essentially saying we weren't going to bring people back, so Michael Jordan didn't want to be a part of the rebuild, which is what yeah. everybody said. Yeah, um, he's not saying I wanted to bring everybody back, but Michael knew that wasn't good enough. As I I presume in those private conversations, he said, "I'm." making this up but this is what yeah, we're, no, not, I, we're not we're not going to pay scotty pippen rodman's done yeah what what does your team look like now michael and michael's like well i'm not going to play with freaking Tony kukoc again and as my second best player i'm out of here and brian's said okay i that's probably again that's a middle ground and um i think jerry's saying like that was that's more of a reality than like a run it back thing which may be true but that doesn't mean that michael didn't want to run it back and didn't want to have the opportunity. Uh, but Jerry said, look, that's not, that's not feasible. We're taking the ball out of your hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I say that it's, it's a difference between management and a player, right? I'm sure, they, yeah. I'm sure they, had this, they probably had the same conversation but had different outlooks on how that conversation actually went. I, um, they, they weren't paying Scottie Pippen. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that Bulls organization that at that time is not paying Scottie Pippen. So, yeah. so then, it's, then I think then Michael Jordan is like, Okay, then you don't want to bring me back, and that's a non-starter. So, which is a weird, a weird situation, right? And they mm. weren't like, we'll go find, I don't know, whoever else to fill Scotty's role. You know, it's like, okay, mm. well, we're gonna rebuild. It's like, no, no, you're Michael Jordan. It's like, you don't, you don't have to have this dichotomy. You're making this dichotomy up. Have Michael Jordan. Let Scottie Pippen go because of the contract. Bring in, I don't know who's who's. I I don't even know who the free agents would have been. I can't even make one up right now. Um, somebody else <laughs> to be mm-hmm. a number two, and that wasn't their that wasn't their thinking. So, yeah. Um, again, Reinsdorf. I bet he would just. I don't know. I don't know about him tomorrow. I I'm unsure of how good of a of an owner he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. This one's, there are no facts. There are no quotes. There are no reports about it. This was just made up in my, it wasn't made up. Okay, it wasn't made up in my head. (laughs) All right, but I think LeBron's big mad right now. I think he was was big mad through this whole documentary because it was a perfect storm, right? Uh, They had this documentary going on. It's bringing up the debate again, Michael versus LeBron. Now there's like all these, this new generation of, people that were kids i'm gonna call them kids because they're younger than me yeah that are exposed to like actual michael jordan mm-hmm. and what he did and like how that compares to lebron 
during this, it's like just you know nothing else is going on. So the last dance is raving. You can't say anything bad about it. So like LeBron can't rebuttal because he'll look like an ass, right? Like on social mm-hmm. media or thing, he'll look like an ass. Um, he can't play basketball right now to like do things in the media like look i had this game and this game and like go out there and do it and he has to sit there and stew while people are now putting him like espn now all of a sudden has has michael jordan over lebron and but there's no question anymore where like five months ago it was like lebron has passed michael jordan and there's no question and i just i just have this vision in my head that he's just sitting in his house stewing typing up all types of tweets but not sending them talking to his boys in the, his barber shop and just being real big mad about it. Sure, I'm. I'm with that. Although he did to not to to burst your bubble here of uh, LeBron James doing, uh, he did say he would be uh, a great teammate to Michael Jordan, a great number two to Michael Jordan, which I thought was nice of him to say. Yeah, and that's how I know he was big mad. <laughs> that's, that's like, that was the nicest thing he could put out there. I'd be a great teammate. <laughs> yeah, his his skills would complement him him very yeah. well. Uh, which, to be fair, I, I think LeBron James uh, would be a great teammate to me as well. I think uh, <laughs> fair, his skills, his skills uh, would complement my basketball game uh, very well. So, just pointing that, putting that out there. Putting that, I think literally any NBA player, uh, but Michael Jordan, or excuse me, LeBron James specifically. There yeah. we did it, Marlo. We did it. Last dance. Uh, we did it. So, well, I, got, I guess, I guess, I guess, one parting question for last dance. Yeah, it was great. We finally, we'd... put it to bed. We enjoyed it um, immensely. Uh, I was trying to think, like, was it that this deck was so good? And, like, okay, like, give me, I don't know, maybe a percentage or something. Uh, I, I don't know how to scale this. I didn't, I didn't think of it beforehand. But, like, that the deck was so good on one side and that we were in quarantine, didn't have live, live sports. Like, is it 100% mm-hmm. the deck was just this good and we would have liked it no matter what? Or is it 100% or somewhere in the middle of... We just didn't have live sports, so this captivated us. Where would you rank for yourself mm-hmm. from, I guess, 1 to 100? 1 to 100? Yeah. So one probably, is, one was, would have, is only quarantine is 1, mm-hmm. and 100 is, I would have loved it no matter what. Yeah, I'd probably put it like an 80. I'd probably put, I'd put it high up in the scale, and I think it was a great dog, but I do think it was enhanced a bit by like just starving for something, and this was yeah. just a good replacement. Interesting. Yeah, I was, I was there about seventy five, uh, seventy. Um, I still think we would have loved it. We, I, I don't know that we would have had two hour <laughs> podcasts about it. Um, yeah. yeah, unsure, but I don't know. Maybe we would have, Marlon. May, honestly, maybe we would have. Um, yeah. But I think that the uh, nostalgia of it, the Michael Jordanness of it, um, was the primary factor uh, that, that kept us so enthralled. So, all right. That's it, Marla. Let's move on to some live sports that we had happen today. Starting with uh, starting with the match two, which I didn't re- I, I forgot that they had the original match um, between Tiger and Phil. I totally forgot about that, and then I saw even yeah. like tweets that it was the match two, and was confused for a moment. <laughs> uh, but twenty twenty being the way that twenty twenty is, um, started out in a. Sh- I guess the, throughout the whole thing, but it was weather delayed and it almost looked like it wasn't going to happen. And Mother Nature and I guess the um, cloud of 2020 almost prevented it from happening at all. 
I think it was just, yeah, it was just 20, it was the, we were at 2020 in a nutshell, right? Let's put on this great event. Let's make it live. Let's make it fun. And then everything out of our control, you know what? F that. We're just going to make it downpour and be crappy yeah. weather. <laughs> Not enjoyable. Not enjoyable. Yeah, we mentioned that um, with Memorial Day weekend, I had a little bit of the, a little bit of the pre-golf nap. So normally, Marlo, uh, you know, I get a good little golf nap in on days like this. But um, I got my time mixed up and thought I was supposed to start at one. I saw two o'clock and I did the whole, you know, convert to Central Time. Mm-hmm. But I saw it at it was actually Central Time when I saw it at two o'clock. So I was ready to go at one, and uh, there wasn't golf on. <laughs> they were like reshowing the 2019 like PBC Championship or something. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I can't have that. So so I took my took my nap then. Um, and then woke up from the nap. They were only on the second hole. And I was like, what in the heck? <laughs> and there was like an hour rain delay and, uh, the weather was, was a beast throughout. Um, despite the weather, Marlo, I found this incredibly captivating and a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and thought the broadcast was, was really well. Again, I feel like my standards are lower because of yes. quarantine and, and, and all that's going on because there were issues and glitches and problems, but I didn't care. Like, I was just <laughs> like, this is, this is part of this Travis Sham mockery um, that, that we're watching. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun watching it, and we'll get into a little bit more of the details. How did you feel overall about just kind of, I guess, the spectacle and the broadcast? Yeah, it was good. This is, this is the long, like, I've, I watched pretty much all 18 holes, missed a couple because running in between doing stuff chasing after kid um but yeah it was definitely it, it was enjoyable it's especially when you see um uh you know you see tom and, and you see tom and manning out there just doing you know playing like i would right at, at points but obviously like being the competitors they are they find a way to find their swing which more infuriates me more than anything <laughs> but i but i think that was good too like you had the two pros and you had the two pro football players who happen to play golf but you could see like the competitive fist come through and then the broadcast with chuck um and yeah. being able to like have them talk back and forth was 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 pretty was gold and even listening to phil and and um and tiger more so early on before they started like locking down and getting really competitive but like talking through the holes and what the shots need to look like while they're at the yeah. tee box and stuff that was that's always good stuff. Yeah, that was really cool. They get kind of a, a peek into into their mind, which you don't we do, which you don't normally see. Uh, you mentioned uh, Charles Barkley was hilarious uh, throughout the broadcast, um, constantly giving Brady a hard time as he yeah. as he was playing, <laughs> betting him like not betting him, but saying like if he hits the green, no, donate fifty thousand dollars. Oh, we should say this was for. Uh, COVID-19, like, relief. They had four charities up there. They raised over $20 million during this event. So I think a great job to by these guys to put this on and, and to have this done um, to to help with uh, the efforts. So it was, what was it, Marlon? Feeding America. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember. The U.S. Chamber There's, of Commerce was one of them. It, it, yeah. There was two other ones that I can't remember right now. Um, so Charles Barkley was kind of providing the, the comic relief and, and the conversations. And Justin Thomas... Uh, but number three player in the world just wins majors um, is out there following them in the car. <laughs> he was great. He was really good. Um, and talking and trash. just 
And talking, I mean, the best line of the whole thing was to Charles Barkley. Uh, he says, on TNT, I'd like to see your fat ass dunk a basketball. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then Charles Barkley is like taken aback and he's like, there are rules on TV. <laughs> like, you can't just say stuff like this. <laughs> It was it was, it was people, Charles Barkley. You just can't say stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're on television, sir. Hello. <laughs> um, so they had those guys just kind of. It was a, obviously a little bit different than you know your normal. They had golf analysts and stuff kind of covering it and and, and commenting on it. But it you know having Charles Barkley, Did, Justin Thomas were a little bit different than your normal, you know, Jim Nance and whomever. Yeah, I felt like the, I almost fell to the point where the like the golf commentary was out of place at some time. Like, like they were taking a little serious, like a little too serious. Yeah, yeah. They, they were trying to like, oh, it's great to have it back in competitive golf, and we're out here, and it's like, no, man, this is just like, just stop. <laughs> That's not the mood you need to take. This isn't this is Nance and Augusta. Yeah, I was trying to say, man, Peyton Manning is really strong with his irons today, and I was like, sure. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, other broadcast thing, they had the cart cams. I thought that was really yeah. neat. Just just seeing them, like, rea- I don't know. It made it just feel like you were more involved in the game than you probably otherwise would have been. Like, in a normal golf game, you cut away to, you know, somebody else making a shot that you don't really care about. Or, yeah. you know, you just do this kind of, like, overlooking shot of the course, which you didn't want to yeah. do today because it looked crappy, the course, because like, yep. it was yeah. essentially flooded. Uh, but the cart cams, I thought, added a nice little... Um, Brought you into the game a little bit more. Yeah, and Miggleson drives a cart like a like a mad person. Uh, I don't know if you got that. Thing. I just feel like every time they were in his car, he was just like flying around, looking everywhere, but where he's going, and you know, just I don't know. He seemed like a mad person. While while Tiger seemed like when he drove a cart, it was kind of like driving Miss Daisy. He was kind of like moseying along. Well, there, I mean, there was that one time he ran into a tree, Marlon. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> might have learned, might have learned from that. Um, um, I was surprised by the amount of times where they just like get in the car and maybe I do this and don't know it but like there's no hands on wheels they're just like they just hit the gas and they're going they're bouncing over stuff and it's like I I guess I probably drive like that um, but yeah they were they were they were all over they were all over the place um, so you mentioned this earlier uh, I guess let's broadcast thing and then we'll get into get another thing uh, was the the gimmicks uh, of the game itself, uh, yeah. kind of, I guess, some fundraising gimmicks. They had closest to pins, longest drives. Um, they had a hole in one contest, right? Well, I guess it was hole in one plus, like, also if you got so close to the pin, you got raised yeah. money. That were yep. really neat. Um, on the first um, longest drive, I thought it was really great by. So, Phil, um, if you didn't notice, well, you would notice if you watched the broadcast today, um, but he's. Uh, He's sponsored by Workday, yep. <laughs> and Audi was sponsoring uh, the first uh, longest drive between Phil and Tiger, uh, f- and the winner got like I don't know two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't remember what it was, but he's like, oh, I just got off the phone with like the president of Workday or whatever, and he's going to give one point five million dollars <laughs> to this. They like legitimately just stole the sponsorship from Audi. Like Audi's there, like this is our hole, and Workday came up and stole the trophy and was like, no, this is the Workday hole. Uh, and they get hundred or one point five million dollars. I thought it was an amazing. The ultimate cuck. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, and I was just watching this, and I'm like, 
this is happening. It's like on the screen. It's like Audie Hole Workday donates one point five million dollars or whatever, and then Phil misses the fairway and Tiger like automatically wins. It was fantastic. He's like, oh, I guess we just gave you a hundred or one point. Why do I keep saying a hundred? One point five million dollars. That's hilarious. Uh, so that was weird. But the best gimmick, or at least the most interesting to me, uh, well, what's one? Peyton Manning almost made a hole in one. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, which would that would have been amazing if somebody made a hole in one on this broadcast. Um, but the one that I liked was the Capital One. What is it? Capital One Club Hole or something like that. Whatever yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Whatever matter. Where they used one. It club. was the fifth hole. They had to use one club. Tiger used a four yard four iron. Phil used a six, and I didn't see what the quarterbacks used. And I liked how they referred to them as the quarterbacks. It's yes, like the professionals and the quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks are up. The quarterbacks will be driving off on this one. That was fun. Um, that was really interesting to see. Just like something you don't see, and then you're watching them like try to like putt <laughs> with the six iron and stuff like that. That that was really interesting. Um, and I thought the gimmicks were fun, and it, it really added something. It really added something to the broadcast. And I wish. Golf did more fun things like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. The golf was fun. Let them let them ride in carts. Which, by the way, the carts. Who, had the, who do you think had the best cart? There were custom carts they were auctioning off afterwards for charity as well. But I thought Peyton Manning had the best custom cart of the four of them. Uh, didn't even know. Did not even did notice. Not I, noticed. I noticed. Okay. I noticed Tiger Woods had his Tiger Woods like side to the cart. Yeah, he had his 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 logo or brand yeah. or whatever on the side, so I noticed that. Um, other than that, I, I didn't notice, even though I was watching like every time they got in the cart. Um, <laughs> interesting. I'll go. I want to go Manning back. Oh, yeah, go, go back because like Peyton Manning. Where like, can you're I right. bid every, on? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm Capital yeah. one bid on golf carts. I'm yeah, we'll put it on one thirty two breeze tab. Um, it's tax deductible. Um, so you know, but Manning's like card had. They had like his ten. They had like Tennessee and the Colts and somewhere on there. They, no, I, mean, I think it was hat. They had Colorado, but it was yeah, it was pretty cool. I thought, and as the others just had like their their personal logos, Mickelson, not Mickelson, <laughs> and um, Tom Brady and Tiger Woods had like their logos on it. But anyways, um, now I'm just in like golf cart auctions. That didn't work. Uh, yeah. What was some of your favorite? So we talked about the the, the smack talk between the, uh, the broadcasters. Did you have any favorite smack talk between the competitors or anything? I have one that if you if you want me to go. The back. competitors, the best one because it almost happened is Phil. I forget which hole it was, but he was shooting and Tiger comes or Tiger pulled up the cart next to him and then t- and Phil was like, oh, "I'm going to try not to hit your you know hit your hit your ball." Essentially, oh, yeah, it was yeah. already on the green and. Tiger's like, you're not gonna hit it. He's like, you know what? If you do, I'll just give you the hole. Phil <laughs> <It> was like, <laughs> he okay. Did. He really, he was really close. He was like, a, he was less than a foot away from, and he like went over the ball. Yeah, he would have hit that ball. It was, it was pretty good. That was fantastic. Um, there's probably better ones, uh, but the one that I wrote down, the first one that I wrote down was uh, I, Tom Brady says to Peyton Manning about Tennessee is they haven't been good since you since you left there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Maybe maybe you should try and help him recruit a quarterback. Oh, that was hilarious. That was uh, good. Bring, bring football in there. Speaking of bringing football in there, Marlo, we had some yeah. cameos during this. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess on, on the broadcast, let's kind of tie in broadcast and cameos. This felt very Wisconsin-centric to me because we'll talk about the cameos, but Brian Anderson is doing the broadcast. He does Brewers games, 
and yep. he did a fantastic job just kind of balancing the like the competitive nature and like the 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 camaraderie and fun aspect of this i thought i thought it was really good by by brian uh and going back and forth between the two so i have kind of like a brewer's announcer so i'm already feeling at home and then we get Russell Wilson, J.J. Watt coming on. A-Rod also came on, but whatever. We can talk about that if we want. But <laughs> then it's like Wisconsin players coming on and, and being cameos. Uh, it was fantastic. Anything that stuck out to you in the cameos? Um, A-Rod not being ready for his cameo. And then all of a sudden realized he was on the camera, and then he was camera ready and his big smile. That was funny. Don't know if you caught that. But that's that's it. I, yeah, I got that. The, the Russell and the J.J., Felt those were big um, philanthropist. Yeah, as we know, as we know, so it seemed fitting. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was great. Um, how much are you going to bid on the J Lo uh, backstage all access passes, Marlo? That A Rod gave away. How much you got? How much you think it is to win? I am unclear on how to bid for them <laughs> and how it ties into this at all, but they're yeah. available. Uh, and you can bid on them. How much do you think it's going to win? I don't know. How much of these things? $10,000? Is that too low? There's four. It's four 40, tickets. Four tickets? No. It's, it's four. It's four. It's four tickets. And then it's like essentially all access backstage. If I understand this correctly, I was grilling while this happened. But, um, and A-Rod was on. And I was like, I don't want to. He's, they call him the ambassador. And I was just rolling my eyes so freaking hard. Um, <laughs> And he's like to a concert next summer or whenever we can have concerts again. And that made me sad. Um, so four tickets, front row for JLo. It's more than $10,000. Yeah, I guess there are a lot of rich people out there. Yeah. If I learned yeah. anything from this game where they're like, if you hit the green, I'll donate $50,000. Um, yeah. There's, there's, a lot of mo- there's a lot of money out there, Marlo. It's not coming. It's not flowing through this podcast. I'll tell you that. Yeah, like the only game is to compare, you know, like ESPN Radio does it every day, the, the Jimmy V week or Jimmy V day. Yeah. And they do a bunch of stuff. And I know like the last time I paid attention, it was like Golik and Wingo were giving away a day at the, they changed it from a day on the set to like a day at like Mike Golik's house with them hanging out and grilling. And it got over like $50,000. So oh, I figured okay. if that, <laughs> if that got if 50, I, that, 000, I think yeah. J-Lo could pull in a little more. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's you know, golf fans who are doing that, but uh, yeah, interesting. All right, um, <laughs> all right. Next thing I want to talk about, Marlo. Um, yep. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady for agreeing to play golf on television. Agreed. Because. Holy crap! Did Tom Brady take a lot of shit for doing bad the oh, yeah. first like four holes? Yep. And for two two guys, maybe not so much Peyton because I think Peyton has just generated so much goodwill for himself. Right, everybody likes Peyton Manning now. He's been retired for a couple of years. Uh, he does the nationwide. Com- you know, he's like a persona now. Whereas Tom Brady, we just yeah. like he's in part of the Patriots thing that so many people hate. Um, yeah, to go out there and risk playing poorly, and then all the sh- crap he took on Twitter, it turned around, and we'll talk about when it turned around in a second. But like, like I, I just good on them for for participating in this because it, it would have been very easy to say no. I don't want to subject myself to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think. I don't know. Am I, I mean, when you're first am I, announced, am I wrong at No, you're not. You're not. You're not. Because that was the first thing I thought. I was like, when I first thought, I thought, uh-huh, I don't know. Like, I didn't know if these guys could play golf. And then it's, I mean, it's obvious they're not professional golfers. It wasn't like Tony Romo was going out there, right? Or like right. someone that you, another professional that plays another sport that you kind of can associate loosely with golf. I guess that's what I'm right. trying to say. And, right. um, yeah, so I thought it was like, okay, this is interesting. And then especially like the first couple holes, like you said, like Tom Brady getting out there is like, wow, this way to be. You, know, <laughs> you have that moment. It's like, you're so brave. Yeah. You're so brave for being out there. The worst thing you can say. But yeah, I agree with that. And he was brave until. Yeah, well, what, I, I can't even remember what hole it was now. He had, seven. It was 100. Hole seven. Hole seven, 156, 158 yards out, and he yep. holds it. Yeah, best shot, of, the, best shot of the whole all eighteen by any all eighteen. Player. Although if Tiger had made that last putt, he would have given yeah, hold on, he would have given the Tiger fist pump, and it would have been magic. And we missed it by like two <laughs> inches. Yeah. Um, Brady put it in, jerks. Anyways, hey man, it's you know it's it's this gentleman's game, bro. Uh, <laughs> he uh, holds it from one fifty something out and. It just goes, I mean, this is a little bit of Michael Jordan. Just take that chuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Immediately. At Charles Barkley has been giving him crap the whole time. Uh, and I think Justin Thomas had said uh, if he part a hole, which I presume birdie, it meant part or better, right? He would donate yeah. $100,000. So uh, it was just hilarious. Again, they're throwing $100,000 like it's nothing. But um, it was awesome. And like he – like. I think it was the conditions or something like he didn't believe it as it happened. It was kind of strange, his reaction. Yeah. But like the announcer's reaction was like, holy crap, he did it. Yeah, he kind of, he hit it and he was walking back to his golf. Like he knew it was a good shot, I think. Yeah. And then it was told in his, he- his ear that he made it. <laughs> and then you're like, and then immediately was like, take that shot. Yeah, that was, that was that was fantastic. And I just, when he was playing badly, I was just like, so when we get the Tom Brady Tampa Bay doc, this is his like. I was really pissed off about playing poorly at golf, so I decimated everybody in the twenty twenty football season. In it, like, that's going to be his motivation, like, <laughs> to, to do it. Like, in, uh, I, Michael Jordan was in my brain. <laughs> I was like, Michael Jordan would take this playing poorly on television and golf and be like, I'm going to destroy everybody at football. Hilarious. Um, didn't didn't happen. He actually played. He actually played pretty well down the stretch. And Peyton Manning was kind of the one who was a little bit iffy on the on the back nine when they changed the alternate shots. Yeah, yeah. It was a tale of it was a tale of uh, two nines. Yeah, when Tiger when Tiger could take all the shots, it was like <laughs> they were a little bit better. But when <laughs> it was just it also Brady um, didn't use a driver, which. Um, as somebody who has trouble controlling their drive, uh, totally understand. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. But, they, but they were giving him crap the whole time. He's like, "Does he even have a driver in his bag?" And it's like, "Hey, maybe he just wants to like not slice it really bad, like I do every time on television." <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you keep it straight, you're gonna take less strokes. Come on, bud. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it goes fifty yards less, but you know what? I can find the ball. <laughs> That's important. Um, I guess last thing on the match, well, uh, Tiger and Peyton won. That's where I should have put my money on. Um, didn't, but whatever. Live to 
not lose money another day. Um, when Tiger's on and he felt dialed in at points of this today, you know, it is one of the most fun things. It's probably the most fun thing in golf, but in sport to watch. Just him just dialed in shot after shot. It's it's so fun to watch. And he, he hit some of that today, and that was fantastic to see. I think more so it's a, uh no, I guess it's not that surprising when you know how competitive we get. Like it was I feel like it was like an NBA all star game, right? Yeah. It kind of started off, it was nice, it was nice fun in games, and then you know, especially as they went up and they started to catch up, then like it was like, all right, now I can turn it on and we're gonna finish this thing out. And you're right, and then it was just like we stopped the commentary, there's not as much joking, and yeah. we're just dialed in, hitting shots, and it was like, Oh, this is Tiger. And guess what? We're gonna say it right now. Tiger's back. He's back. Tiger's back. Tiger's back. Uh, Gigi Watt tweeted out that if um, the Masters would have happened when it should have happened, uh, Tiger totally would have won. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm with JJ. So we might as well count it, right? Yeah, Marlo agrees. Great. I agree. JJ Watt agrees. <laughs> Give him a green jacket. Let's go. Uh, all right. That wasn't the only live sports. I guess this live sport is still on Marlo. The Coca-Cola 600 still happening under the lights. Um, we tried, we tried to follow yeah. it. We tried to watch it, Marlo. Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, I got the kind of time mixed up with, uh, my nap and, um, I don't nap all the time. Marlo. I feel like I'm like talking about my nap a lot. Like it's a normal <laughs> Sunday thing. This is like, uh, I planned Napping's this for, back. for today, uh, to be able to do this anyway. Um, for one o'clock uh, when our, our kids are down for bed. Uh, or for a nap, um, and thought I'd turn the golf on and fall asleep. It wasn't on yet, so I watched some Coca-Cola 600 qualifying. And if you thought racing was not very entertaining, imagine qualifying where they're doing the same thing, but against it. At least they have the ghost. They have, like, it, when you do, um, I, I'm sure you played, you know, Mario Kart Marlo and did yeah. time. Uh, time trials. Yep. Time trials, right? And you yep. have the ghost of, of, of the first place. They had that out there, so that was really cool. Although it yeah. glitch every once in a while, and so like I expected the car to go into the wall, um, and that was really <laughs> weird. Uh, so I watched some time trials, which I still don't. I mean, I guess it's for pole position, but why do we have to do that day of the race? Whatever, it doesn't matter. So um, yeah, is that what they're doing now? They're just doing it all in like one day slash night. They're doing the poles. Maybe doing- it's just for this race because it's a later race, like it's a night race, and I don't think every. I think most races aren't night races. Or okay. are they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I thought they were so, doing a day. I don't know. So I watched some of the trials, Marlo. I tried to figure out. I was like, I'm going to pick a, a racer to follow or a driver, I guess, to, to, to follow. Yeah. Um, I kind of settled on one. And then it didn't matter when I watched the thing. And he was he's in like 14th last I checked. So uh, I don't know. I know we're trying. I'm trying to ask Marlo. I, I, I get there's an appeal. And as somebody who likes soccer and has to explain why I think soccer is fun to a lot of people. Um, I get that. I get that. Not everybody's gonna like. Other things can appeal to um, different people, right? There's there's different sports for for different people out there. And again, as a soccer fan, I think I'm a little bit more attuned to that than than others might be. Um, I'm just trying to find it with with racing because I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I don't know. And, I and you said you you tried to watch, right? I tried. I think I I tuned it on tuned it on i turned it on and 
I was on like lap fifty something. There's a caution. They're drying the track. I don't. I don't. They had to dry the pit rail. Then I waited for that to get them started, and then I realized, yeah, I don't think this is for me. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep trying for you, <laughs> NASCAR simple? fans. That simple? We'll keep trying for you, NASCAR fans out there. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Brad Kozlowski, I think, is the the leader in the clubhouse for my my fandom. He's sponsored by Miller Lite. That's right at my alley. Miller Lite. If you want to sponsor this podcast, we are interested. Nice. Um, and he's from right he's from uh, a place where my company has a uh, an office. So I have a little you know a little bit of a, a little bit of a connection there. There is the one driver from uh, from Wisconsin from uh, Cambridge there. Um, I forget his name. Is he still driving anymore? Doesn't matter. I asked him the wrong brother, man. Maybe it should maybe it should be him. I don't know. Whatever. Because I think that would help. <laughs> I've decided. So last week, Marla, I've got I've got a one eighty right, and we'll talk about this one. We talk in the quarter kick. In um, my I just want to watch sports for fun. I just need to cheer for something. I need to pick a side. Yeah. I'm always going to pick you. a side, but I'm going to try to enjoy it more when my team doesn't win. But. I have to pick a side. And like when I watch this racing, it's like, what am I rooting for? Maybe it's like, maybe it's more like golf. Because in golf, you're kind of like, I'm, I root for Tiger because Tiger's Tiger. But like when it's, you know, Justin Thomas versus Ricky Fowler, like it's, I'm not like rooting for or against any of them. I just like want to see what happens. How does yeah, racing absolutely. do I don't know how don't racing know. gets, I don't know how racing gets like that. But I think racing's got to, you got to watch racing like you watch golf. Like you yeah. have a favorite, but you just want to see what happens, as opposed to team sports where like you just generally it's two sides against each other. You have to pick one. Interesting. I don't. Know, we'll see. I'm gonna after this. If I, yeah, I'm probably gonna go to bed. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and watch the end <laughs> just of the kidding. race. Going to bed. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, well, that's all I had on the Coca-Cola 600, which is still, I believe, happening as you record this. I'm sure all our listeners are like, shoot, I already know how that ends. So yeah, obviously. All right. Well, that's going on. Uh, Coca Cola. We'll see who wins. Give. You, I mean, we know who wins now by the time you listen to it. But everybody does. Yeah. yeah, everyone knows. But the, but what they don't know, and what they're about to know, is going to happen in America's greatest segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah. Uh, M. Tro Junior. is is leading leading the race right now for uh, M. Tro Junior. If you want to, yeah. M. Truex? Truex? I don't know how to say it. It's probably, it feels French Canadian to me. I don't know, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, All right, Marlo. (laughs) Cora Kick. All right, speaking of finding things to cheer for, Bundesliga is here, Marlo. Bundesliga. It's been great having meaningful soccer on the television, on the background, as I'm, I'm, you know, wrangling the kids or, or, or doing whatever. And. I'm really enjoying, but also struggling to find a team. And when I picked my EPL team way back, uh, it was because the manager had the same last name as me. And I was like, this seems like, let's just go with this one, because a long-lost relative is managing the team. And that seems fun. And then, lo and behold, they turn out to be uh, the best team in Europe. So how about that? Maybe the world. Probably, definitely the world, in my eyes. So I lucked out there. So now I'm watching the Bundesliga and trying to find a team, Marlo. And I, I know you're joining me in this journey to find a team to cheer for in the Bundesliga. Yeah, uh, but I can't find out how to watch the Bundesliga. It's on, it's on Fox Sports, Marlo. 
Fox Sports. Oh, Fox, Fox Sports. It doesn't Fox. No, they don't. They don't. Even the, even in these times, they don't pump it up to Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Fox Sports for one and and two, um, and I. So, I don't. I'm I'm just trying to find find a way to, to find a team, and I don't know what it's going to take. I think it's going to take. My fear is Marlo is that. The other leagues will start up again. I'll just give up on it. <laughs> just be yeah. like, I'm just going back to the EPL, which starts in, in a little bit, which we'll talk about in a moment. But um, I want to find a team group for the Bundesliga. And I don't know, like, it shouldn't, because I'm watching it based off one game. So it's like, should it be like they won that game and I was inspired by it? Or like today I was watching um, Fortuna Dusseldorf, as one does. Uh, mm. Was that today? Yesterday? Whatever. I was watching them play. I think it was this morning. It was a long day. Um, and like they had this center midfielder who was playing really well. And they went up 2-0. And then I stopped watching and kind of did, did some family stuff. And then I come back and it's 2-2. And I'm like, well, now I don't know. Do I want this team who's on the verge of relegation to root for them? Blah, blah, blah. It's been really interesting kind of like going through this process of finding a team to root for like am i just looking for a player who stands out am i looking for a team kind of style that i like uh but i don't want to just bandwagon on the good teams so i'm trying to find some sort of medium there it's been interesting and frustrating uh i guess the past two weeks now uh to try and find out so dusseldorf i'm still looking at still got my eye on you although relegation fight doesn't sound too fun um rb leipzig Seems fun too, but also, uh, I don't know. Um, they are like new money. They're the new money team, Marlo, in, in the Buddhist. Can't do a new money. Can't do new money. I know. I, I don't know. And I don't want to do the top two, which is Bayern and uh, Dortmund, who uh, play Tuesday, Marlo. So tune into that. It's um, the best. It'll be the best matchup in the Bundesliga. Maybe title defining. Uh, that's happening Tuesday, probably one ish. In the afternoon, our time. Uh, tune into that. Uh, don't end up cheering for those teams. Find somebody else, but tune into that. So my my leader was Borussia Mönchengladbach, which I tried to say last week and good, couldn't do. And they took another step forward. Well, they took a step back because they lost. And it's not fun uh, when your team loses. But they had um, 13,000 of their fans bought cardboard cutouts of themselves and asked the team to set them up in the stands so during the game there are 13,000 of these cardboard cutouts sitting in the seats that these people have um and at first i was watching this and i felt like oh no it's sex dolls all over again this is a disaster um (laughs) and at first it looks odd because like it's in certain parts of the um like it's behind one of the goals but not the other and it's not along the bench, but it's like up a little bit higher. And when I was watching this, and I didn't know the the background of it, um, it was a little bit weird. And I was like, "Why would the team? This just looks weird. Like either do all of the seats, or do none of the seats. Like why is this like haphazard aspect to it?" Um, but then I found out like that these fans bought these themselves, and like, and it was kind of like a, a fan driven thing to put these into the stands and they could be there so they could be there in spirit. They could support their team in spirit or in cardboard, I guess, instead of in person. Uh, and it was just a really cool story. Um, and again, it looks weird as you're watching the game, but like you'll get a shot of 
behind the goal where all the fans are and you can like pick out people and and things they just brought a little bit of a humanity and a fandom to, to the game that was really good so i think they're still leader in the clubhouse um Dusseldorf is also in there. I've been to Dusseldorf, so that's an, an added bonus too. So those are the two I'm keeping my eye on, uh, Marlo. Any team you're keeping an eye on? Colm, maybe? Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that one. I'm still get back deep, to me? deep, deep into the research. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's hard to, it's hard to you know, get a good look from, from how far into the research you are. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it on the Bundesliga, Marlo. Um, obviously, that mid, midweek game is big. Uh, and then we got other European leagues coming back. Looks like the EPLs come back June 1st-ish. That's when the government has kind of said it's okay to resume your testing, although I think they had a couple more positive tests on some of their players, so uh, we'll be tracking that, and then uh, we won't be tracking it. Actual reporters will be tracking it. Um, and then La Liga is set to come back the next week-ish, uh, June 8th. Uh, I've heard twelfth might be the first that they that they play. Um, is it twelfth or thirteenth? Might be yeah, the twelfth or thirteenth. So that following weekend, um, sounds like the league will be back. So uh, other European soccer leagues coming back, Marlow, and I just can't help but think that that's good news for our professional leagues coming back. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's encouraging. Yeah, that is uh, very encouraging things as other leagues come back around the world. And I guess, you know what, I'm, I don't want to get into this week. We'll leave it as a teaser for next week, just in case we don't have anything to talk about. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if you saw some of these other peop- other teams uh, in colleges doing models of what a stadium might look like f- uh, for social distancing. Um I don't know if you saw any of that, but it's interesting stuff. And if you have it, don't worry. I'll send it to you. And we can leave it. We can discuss it next week, just in case. We'll leave a teaser I, out there. Well, I haven't seen it. I have heard plans of, like, uh, smaller attendances, like 15,000 attendance level yeah. to yeah. two games. Yeah, I haven't seen what that looks like, but. Yeah, let's go. NBA. They're totally gonna do. They're totally gonna do the whole thing at Disney. Play out the season in Disney. I think that's really gonna happen. That will be interesting. Um, but yeah, these are all things to look forward to. But either way, like yeah, seasons might get finished, might start up um, on time. We'll see. We'll all see. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think as I'm watching uh, the Bundesliga and like, they're not gonna have fans, right? And. Yeah. I think it'll take a little bit of adjusting to get used to it. And I already realized in week two, I'm a little bit more used to it than I was in week one. Uh, and that's stink, right? That's an, I don't want to say a new normal, but it's a uh, more than temporary thing that mm. we're going to, we're going to have to deal with, but it seems like the sports themselves should happen. MLB Marlo, that's, there's a whole, I mean, there's Jeff, uh, Payson, Passon, uh, he's been all over um, podcasts that I've that I listened to talking about the issues with MLB and kind of labor strife um, as far as how much money goes to the players and stuff. Um, they're a mess. I don't know if they're going to figure it out, and they freaking better. Because what was it? Was it Friday night? It was Friday night, and I just like had a moment where I was like, "Why?" Like I was just like so frustrated frustrated is not the right word 
sad's not the right word. Can't think of it right now. That baseball wasn't on my TV. Like I wanted to put something on to have in the background, and it's like this was like in the other year I put on the Brewers, and they're in my background. They're in the background at eight o'clock at night, and I get to follow that. And I was like, I stood there and stared at the TV, and I and then I turned it off, and I, I was like, I have nothing to put on, and it was uh, very frustrating. But we're gonna get back to at least having that on TV because the players probably will play the games if they can figure out a labor settlement. Perfect. Good stuff. Great place to end. Casey, um, I got nothing else. As always, you guys, find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself, at MarloJR, Casey, at one at Prof Badger fan. Excuse me. Um, yeah, be sure to like, download, share. It's been a wild ride. Uh, we'll keep it going through the summer, one way, shape, or form. That's it for me, Casey. Do you have any last words? Well, as always, fellow fans, uh, as your league, your team's leagues come back, I hope that they win all their sports. But you and your families, as individuals and families, I hope you stay safe and be well.